Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to this podcast. And uh, let's just say it has not been, uh, it's not been fun recording this one. Uh, this is the third time. This is the three times now I have had to record this. I got my podcast mic. I brought it all the way from home. Eight-hour drive when I was home last time. Grabbed the podcast mic. Super stoked. Did one episode with it, the last episode. Uh, was talking a little too close to the microphone, so it was, you know, kind of a little bit much. But the sound and the audio quality is, is it's much better on the on the podcast mic obviously, than on my iPhone and the other methods we use to record the podcast. However, this episode of the podcast, the first two times when I tried it on the mic, halfway through, quarter of the way through, wherever, I don't know, maybe the cord's disconnected, maybe something's wrong with that, um, where it's just scratchy uh, and it doesn't connect properly to the microphone anymore. But yeah, audio sucks. It just goes full static, like basically for five to ten minutes throughout each one of the episodes. So this is the third time I'm recording this episode. Uh, the first two, first one was an absolute banger. Second one was a slightly less banger. The third one is going to be a banger, but it's going to be a little bit of a shorter banger because, you know, I have now spent a long time recording this one podcast to get it out to you guys. But I did promise you a podcast every Monday, and consistency is key. So we're sticking to it, and uh, we're going to get this one out for you guys. Today's podcast episode is on skiing hacks that are going to fix absolutely everything for you this season. This might seem a little obvious to you for some of them. Some of them might not be obvious at all. I don't know. Depends on where you guys are at. And uh, even if you are advanced and they do seem a little obvious to you, it's really good to drive them home and make sure you're focusing on them this year. So quick, short podcast episode for you guys, banged up with Bruce Oldham. And I'm going to teach you degenerates something about skiing today or just reiterate what you guys already know and need to reinforce for the season. So... Stoked to do that for you guys. And uh, yeah, number one is stance for skiing. Takeoffs and switch and just general stance for skiing. A lot of you guys are athletes. A lot of you guys aren't. For those of you guys who aren't athletes, I'm sorry to roast you, but some of you guys just, you're not athletes. Um, But for those of you guys who are athletes, (laughs) you know what a general athletic stance is, position or whatever. If you go to jump, you're not jumping with your legs perfectly straight to take off. You're not jumping when you're sitting down, butt touching the ground, right? You know what an athletic stance is. And for skiing, the biggest thing I see people get injured with, like when I work park staff in Mount St. Louis, I work nights, so it's a little harder out at night, and a lot of kids would, you know, land on the ice and get hurt. And the majority of them, which was three to five kids every night that would get hurt and have to get taken down by ski patrol, were all getting hurt because they did not have a good stance and they did not understand how to have a good athletic stance when they are either hitting a rail or a jump. A lot of them are standing super tall. And when you stand super tall, especially super tall and feet together, you're just going to get bucked by the jump. It's just going to toss you either back or off to the side, or you're not going to be able to, you're going to land on one foot or something when you, when you land and you're not going to be able to judge your speed as well. All that kind of stuff. Same as on the rail. We'll get into it later, but you're definitely going to slip out if you're standing tall and feet together. And again, people are sitting a lot. They're putting a lot of weight on the heels of their, uh, of their feet or on the, on the tails of their skis when they come to the jump. So when they do take off the jump, they kind of get tossed backwards and land on their uh, upper back slash neck, which happens a lot if you've ever seen somebody take off a jump in Mini Man 2 where they're tucking on the bottom of their skis and they can't stand up last minute and they get, just get launched to like their head or neck. That happens a lot. And a lot of that is just based on not having a good stance. So this might seem very obvious for a lot of you guys, but for the beginner guys out there, even and, and the more advanced guys even, making sure you're in a good good stance to either pop off the jump for your trick or just to be able to uh, like really, really use the jump and not get tossed by the jump, it's 
always, always important. So remember to have a good stance. When you're switch skiing, your stance is really important as well. A lot of people ask me how to switch ski. Obviously, there's videos and stuff out there on how to have good switch skiing and how to improve on it and different techniques. Obviously, in the video that we're putting out kind of in here and we have are on YouTube, sorry, next week, there's a little bit on it. And also, there's a video in the online courses on it. But your switch skiing, you should have your feet staggered. You should be have your shoulders open so you can look at the jump or wherever you're going, the rail or down the hill. And staggered stance, like I said. But when you come into the takeoff, a lot of people like to take off with their feet still staggered and their shoulders still open. You wouldn't take off a jump forwards with your feet staggered, one in front of the other, and your shoulders already wound up facing the other way. So you wouldn't, why would you take off a jump switch like that? It doesn't make any sense. So when you're in the training of the jump, a lot of people, they forget to do this. But what you should do is you should reset to pretty much parallel where you would take off a, a jump forwards right so instead of having a staggered stance when i hit the tranny i'm gonna bring my feet together so they're parallel and i'm gonna make sure my shoulders aren't open looking at the looking at the jump i'm gonna bring my shoulders in line with my with my knees and my feet and everything's squared up i can still look over my shoulder with my head even if my even if my shoulders in line with my feet i can still get that little bit of of sight and that's also going to be what allows you to get the power in, in your switch tricks and stuff too. If your shoulders are already open and your feet are already staggered, you're not really going to be able to get a lot of power into your switch tricks as well. So that quick little reset and the tranny is really important. A lot of people miss that. Number two is trampoline. I spent a lot of time talking about this in one of the other podcast episodes that, uh, you know, didn't make the cut. But uh, I'm going to go over it quickly here. Trampoline and air awareness is like the biggest thing that everybody like – most people know it, but not enough people spend enough time on it. And for me personally, in my ski career, like I do, I've done a lot of trampoline and a lot of air awareness, whether it's um, trampoline airbag. If you have access to an airbag, it's good, but you still have to do trampoline first. Because if you can't do a misty or a cork on trampoline, your chance of doing it on an airbag on skis is a lot, lot lower. And even if you do, it's going to take you longer to get it good and perfect it compared to as if you were really good, got a dialed on trampoline and then took it to airbag and then took it to snow. It's probably the best progression path. Um, but in terms of air awareness throughout the winter season, when I start the winter season, because I've been trampolining for pretty much the whole winter and then doing some airbagging as well, I'm like, I have no fear of doing any new tricks, like new tricks, old tricks, big spins, little spins, all that stuff. I, I just, I'm very, very confident I'm going to land on my feet and I'm going to ride out of it or I'm going to land on my feet and fall safely. And that's where the, like the first month of skiing that year, each year, I'm lighting. I'm just lighting tricks up. But by the time it gets to mid-season and the later half of the season, three quarters of the way through, a lot of my tricks kind of – it's not the same. I'm not learning as many new tricks. I'm not progressing as fast. I'm not catching on to things as quickly as I was at the beginning of the season. Basically, just because that air awareness is kind of gone. Throughout the winter season, I travel a lot uh, for contests and stuff, and I – I'm going to try to change that this year, but I don't trampoline as much as I would like to throughout the throughout the winter. I maybe like once or twice a month, and I know for a fact, and I have done this in previous seasons, where I've been consistent trampolining like two days a week throughout the winter season, and that air awareness keeps up, and it just keeps building and building if you can do that throughout the winter season. Um, if you can do it throughout the summer and then carry it into the winter season, you're going to be, you're going to make insane, insane leaps with uh, with your skiing and your, your tricks and especially jump tricks. Um, but yeah, that's like trampoline air awareness, making sure you're building that and maintaining it throughout the season is, is so huge. If you want to progress faster than any of your friends, 
the best thing you can do is like once, once the summer comes around, make sure you're putting in work on a trampoline, building that air awareness. And then when the, within the first month, like you're just going to, you're going to blow past them and all those, th- all those tricks and stuff like that. And you're going to be a safer because you're going to know how to bail out of tricks. If something goes wrong, if you're trying new tricks, you're going to be more comfortable with them and your confidence level is going to be a lot higher. So number two, trampoline air awareness. It's huge. Remember, remember that guys. Uh, number three is approach and hop onto rails. Something that a lot of people just kind of, they mess up, especially with beginners. It's comes down to stance and your approach again to the rail. It's basically, um, people like when they first start out, they straddle the rail, which is fine. If it's a ride on or the lip is higher than the rail, you can get away with that. And sometimes it's really good just to start like that because it's easier for you to force hopping fully 90 onto the rail, which is the one thing that we're going to talk about in a second. Most people don't do, they don't hop on fully 90. Uh, if you can, if you straddle the rail to start with and you hop on fully 90 and you land at that nice, strong athletic stance on the rail where your feet and shoulder are, your feet and knees are shoulder width apart and you're not super tall, you're not standing feet together, you're not landing on the rail on a 45 degree angle instead of a 90 degree angle, that's perfect. That's all good. But eventually you're going to have to get away from that because if you are working on progressing your skiing to a high level, most of the rails, when you get past like, doing like front twos and front fours and like boxes and stuff like that. They're not ride on and you're going to have to hit them from the side like an urban on rail because they are urban on rails. So once you get comfortable hitting a rail, landing fully 90 on it, you have to work on your approach to the rail. So coming into the side of a rail and hitting it from the side, like of the takeoff, not, not just coming dead straight at it. And most people, what they do is they either come at way too wide of an angle. So they're coming like straight across and like they just hit the rail for a second and bounce off or they come like, dead straight even with the rail parallel and then try to jump like a foot over to the side while hopping onto the rail you kind of want to find a good middle ground like maybe like 45 degrees coming at the rail where you got a nice angle and you're going to land on the rail on the inside you kind of want to land a little bit on the inside of the rail so you can balance especially if it's a round rail um but make sure when you do that a lot of people when they do that they hop on 45 they don't actually do that other 45 they just kind of ride straight at it and then hop on in the angle that they're coming at the rail you may need you still even if you're coming on in a bit of an angle or coming at the rail a little bit of an angle you still need to hop fully 90 and land fully 90 on the rail otherwise you're going to slip out and you're going to you're going to fall or you're just going to like bounce off the rail and be on for a second so remember when you land on the rail nice athletic position keep athletic as hell this season athletic stance quads out okay and land at 90 when you're hopping on rails all the time whether your approach is straight on or whether you're coming on from the side Number four is video review. <laughs> I, do, I do an absurd amount of this now with all the online coaching, um, and I absolutely love it. But this isn't about me or having a coach review your stuff. This is about you doing your own video review. One of the biggest things that I've found that's helped me in my ski, ski career and a lot of other people is video review just because for the most part, you don't really know what you're doing looks like. Like you're doing a trick. Like I've had tons of athletes will do a cork seven in quotation marks, they'll do a cork seven and they'll be like, that was perfect. That was so sick. And I'll show them the video of it. And they'll be like, Oh, that was pretty much an upright seven. I'll be like, well, yeah. Uh, and (laughs) it's good for you, especially if you don't have a coach, um, or even if you're doing things on your own to have some sort of way to review things in video, just because it's going to help you see the mistakes you're making a lot, especially if you kind of understand what mistakes there would be there. And that's again, where like having somebody like a coach is like, or an online, like somebody just like tell you what it should look like or how it should be. 
and then you can review it on yourself, just knowing with that knowledge of like, hey, it's supposed to look like this, or this is a good way of doing it, or this is the right way of doing it, and now I have to make it look similar to that. Because a lot of times these kids, they do tricks, and they don't, they think it looks good, and then they go watch the video, and they're like, ah, it's not quite right. And they, then you actually show them what they need to fix, and they're like, okay, I know how to fix it. And it's pretty, it's pretty easy in that way. It also really helps with style. A lot of people, they don't, again, same thing as not knowing what your trick looks like, but in the style aspect, a lot of people, they don't know what the trick looks like, and they think it's super stylish, and they go watch the video, and they're like, oh my god, that was, that was busted. Absolutely busted. It looked nothing like what I thought it looked like, and it's a really good way for you to fix that. And video reviewing other people's tricks, too, like skiers you look up to and stuff like that, you'll see the little, like, minute details, little things they do that makes it... Um, work for them whether it's just like how they do a cork everybody does things differently and you'll be able to pick up and try and 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 test out different ideas that other people do and see what works for you by watching them i personally do this like there's tons of other ways people do dub tens i've kind of looked at like every single way people have done dub tens on skis and tried them all on either airbag and trampoline and figured out which one works the best for me which i like for different tricks and spins and grabs and stuff like that and it's really good to mess around with things that way um, and again, it really helps with style and it'll help you inspire you for the season. You got to be inspired to absolutely shred. And if you're seeing guys doing cool tricks and you want to emulate that as well, it's always important. It's always good. It's always good. Video review is always good. And there's some really badass ski edits out there that you guys should be watching that a lot of you haven't watched or have seen. So maybe we'll put together a little playlist this year. Anyways, that was this, uh, this episode of the pod. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know it's a little shorter. I had recorded it longer before and added a bunch more stuff but you know this is the third time i'm, I'm recording it and i promised myself i get one out every monday so here's your monday podcast if you guys enjoy it uh if you guys have any questions you want me to answer in the next pod or any guests you might want me to ask on uh dm me on instagram i'll get back to the get back to yeah get back to you and do it on the pod and yeah if you enjoyed it uh give us a, a five-star rating on whatever app you listen to it iTunes, Spotify, does not matter. It helps us in the algorithm. And yeah, subscribe. There'll be one every Monday from here on out. More guests and uh, stuff coming soon. Deuces.